The big question on the mind of many Canadian homeowners these days revolves around interest rates. With the Bank of Canada's overnight interest rate popping significantly over the last two years, homeowners with a mortgage are wondering what is their next move. Well, those whose fixed interest rate mortgage might be coming up for renewal over the next 6 to 18 months, those might be wondering what their next move is. And those who took on a variable rate mortgage over the past few years are wondering, hey, what should we do now? So, my friends, stick around because we're going to be diving into this idea around locking in a variable rate mortgage. Should I be doing that right now? Locking into a fixed rate? Should I do it later this year or should I never do it? And how and why interest rates have spiked so high? And this is in comparison to the past few years anyway. And where might we be going next? What will happen to the housing market given our current interest rate situation? And how can you select the best mortgage terms for your personality and your financial situation? All right, let's go. Welcome to the Canadian Wealth Secrets Podcast with Kyle Pierce and John Orr, where we're helping business owners and entrepreneurs to grow their wealth into a legacy that lasts generations through hidden investment and tax secrets your financial advisors won't believe are true. All right, all right, everyone. In this episode, like what Kyle and I said in the introduction just a moment ago, we're talking about what's on many people's minds. At the time of this recording, Bank Canada's set to announce whether interest rates are going to increase, decrease, or stay the same, or no increase or decrease. And people are wondering, hey, what should I do? What's going to happen? Are we going to see rate cuts this year? Are we going to see rate cuts next year? Are we going to... Is inflation stagnant? Is it not? There are questions that are on everyone's mind. Today, we want to talk about those questions, but also specifically talk about whether we should be locking in a fixed rate mortgage or should we go in with a variable rate mortgage? If I did one or the other before, what should I do now? Should I flip-flop? Should I change? Should I stick with what I was doing in the past? We want to talk about all of that, but probably also some mindset around all of that too, Cal. I love it. I love it there, John. And before we do, we should probably talk a little bit about how did we get here? For some people, I'll be honest, I watch the markets. I watch the stock market. I'm watching the S&P, SPX. I'm watching the Russell 2000. I'm looking at the VIX, which is volatility indicator. I'm looking at the crypto market. Whether I'm in or out of those markets, I like to keep a pulse as to what's going on. And I'll be honest, when we were preparing for this episode, I was a little bit I guess, shocked to notice that we are almost at two years since the Bank of Canada and the Federal Reserve. Bank of Canada typically is kind of following behind the Federal Reserve and what they do in the U.S. But since they had their first interest rate hike, that was back in March of 2022. We are recording this near the end of January 2024. So we are almost two years into this. And I'll be honest and say, like, I felt like interest rates just started rising. That's what it felt like to me. I don't know about you listening, but it seems like 
we are well into this and it's almost like it's now when the typical housing market homeowners, your typical homeowners are starting to recognize the impact of these rate hikes. And I'm going to guess when they were talking in 2021, fall of 2021, they started, they call it hawkish. The Fed and the Bank of Canada started getting hawkish, which means they're starting to get a little bit more aggressive or leaning towards this idea that rates may be going up. And the markets then started peaking. So the crypto market, it was end of November 2021 when Bitcoin had its last all-time high. And then it started coming down. And then a couple months later, just into the new year of 2022, the S&P started its decline as well. And then March 2nd, 2022 is when we started seeing the first cut. So the market kind of was front running these hikes, I should say. So the market was in their minds going, okay, as interest rates go up, we know what happens. People start to tighten their belts on their spending, right? And if we start tightening their belts, they have to start selling investments and all of those things start to happen. So this is all planned. This is why interest rates go up and down. And basically, we've been on this two-year journey of interest rates rising and really for a very specific goal to stamp out inflation, right? So we had lots of money printing, as we've talked about on previous episodes throughout COVID. At the time, I think everyone was appreciative of it, but the average person is not really thinking of the impacts on the economy and what has to happen later. So when we look back on it, we think, wow, we're stuck in our homes. We didn't need as much money for survival as you do when you're not locked down and so on and so forth. It almost seems counterintuitive, right, that we printed so much money during that time to keep an economy going that wasn't really going. And what that did is sent inflation through the roof. So here we are. I don't know if folks are aware of this, but when we look at the overnight rate, this is the rate that the, the Bank of Canada gives money to banks and that banks pass back and forth to each other. The overnight rate was at 25 basis points at 0.25% before that first hike in March, 2022. And we are now sitting at 5%. Now, John, you and I are both math teachers, right? So we were math teachers and we love math. Uh, that's a 20x increase in the interest rate. And yet 5% isn't necessarily the all-time high that we've ever experienced either. No. And I know mortgage brokers back then, they would argue in previous years that we should always go with a variable rate. So when you're thinking about it back then, it's kind of an interesting thing to kind of help people understand because most mortgage brokers would say like, you should lock always in at variable because you're going to eventually save money over time. And what I heard from mortgage brokers back then or mortgage professionals is that even if you do lock in your variable rate mortgage at the all-time lows, at the all-time lows, people would say that I've never seen this constant increase over time to get to these all-time highs. It's like, hey, the Bank of Canada is only going to increase at 25 basis points per time, and they meet only so many times a year. So by the time that gets up there, you will have saved a bunch of money in the meantime. But Kyle, not locking rates in at all-time lows sometimes seems like, hey, why wouldn't we lock in for at least a few years in that all-time? Because what happened, right, is what happened is 
Everyone's saying like they're not going to increase by more than 25 basis points. They're not going to increase every time they meet. Hey, what happened? They did. And there was 50 basis points. There's 100 basis point increases over those two years. And now we're at 5%. And which is what? This is not a doubling. This is not a tripling. This is 20 times greater than what we were before. Yeah. And I just want to clarify one thing because you were talking about all-time lows and yeah, absolutely used all-time high in the discussion there. But I want to make sure it's clear that we are not at an all-time high. We're at a 20-year high, right? Yeah, that's that's it. So we are in your mind, right? And I've only owned a home, my own personal residence, right? For I think it's about 20 years. And up on the screen for those who are watching on YouTube or if you see this in a social media clip, you'll see that since the early 80s, basically in the 80s, we were up at like at about 20% was the overnight rate, right? So people have heard about that. Nasty things have happened in the 80s. But you can see this chart and, you know, being a numbers guy, also looking at technical analysis and the stock market and so forth, the same is true here with interest rates. You could see this steady decline over time. Now, there were these blips up and down, right? In the 90s, there was a blip up. That's because inflation, they had some issues with inflation again. So they popped it up. And then, ooh, early 90s weren't so hot for a lot of people, right? And it just gradually came all the way down until uh, the low in 2010. They start bumping the economy up. Now, why did they lower rates starting in 2008 to 2010? Well, housing market in the U.S., right? Everything, the economy was upside down. The financial crisis was going on. So what did they do? They lowered the rates all the way down. I believe it was about at a quarter percent as well. So it's kind of like those were our two all-time lows. And then you see after 2010, they tried to bring it up for a little while and they did for a while. They held it and then they bring it back down because the market got shaky, right? Then they started bringing it up again in the 17 and 2018. And then all of a sudden, things started getting wonky before COVID, by the way. I don't want to start getting everybody thinking about whether there's something going on in the background here. But interestingly enough, they tried to keep the rate up a little bit as we entered into 2020. And then all of a sudden, COVID happened and the economy was saved. Right. So they bring down the interest rate to save the economy, to promote spending. And here we are. Inflation pops. They called it transitory for quite a while. And in reality, it wasn't transitory. It was very sticky, as they now call it, sticky inflation, and they need to stamp it out. So that is why the interest rate is where it is. But like you're saying, John, when we get down to these lows, the question you have to ask yourself when it comes to variable rate mortgages is, how much is my upside worth to me here, right? So when I look at this chart, if I'm a mortgage broker, if I'm a mortgage agent like you are, John, and I show a client this chart, back in 2020, even 2021, and I say, what do you think? Chances are, do we go lower or do we go higher from here? We might stay the same, right? And then you can maybe save a little bit, right? But not a ton. Are you willing to go for that in order to stay the same? Or do you think that there's chance that maybe things start to go up? Is it worth just having a little bit of that safety? And I think any mortgage broker or agent that actually looks at the data back when rates were at all-time lows, would have said, you know what? If you really, 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 really want to go variable, 
then sure, of course, I will do whatever you want. You're the client. However, if we want to look at it from a data perspective, it really didn't make sense. Even if there was some savings provided, as many know, there's oftentimes it's a variable. It's a prime minus a certain number of basis points. So you're saving some money there. But again, it's like, what about the upside risk here on interest rates? And I think where we're at now is thinking about that, whether we were deciding to lock in back then. And if you did, you probably are patting yourself on the back. And if you did go variable, you're at this point where you're like, should I lock in now? Should I lock in now? Should I lock in now? And now it's like, well, a few years down the road, it's like, if you lock in now, you're probably looking at maybe you missed the boat. We've got reports that the rate is going to maintain and eventually in the next year, within the next little bit, it's possible we might be seeing some decreases. And if we did see some decreases, we've got a little bit of decrease. And again, we probably aren't going to be jumping down. It's not all of a sudden we're going to do what we did at COVID and we're just going to drop a bunch. It's going to be those 25% basis point declines. And if we do, you're seeing some of that to go down. So like, for example, if we have a 25% basis point reduction on that, say, overnight rate. So our overnight rate's like 4.75%. Prime is going to be about 6.95%. For every 100K of mortgage, you're going to have a $16 decrease in your mortgage payment for every 100K of mortgage you have. If all of a sudden we go down 50 basis points, for every 100K, you're going to have 32 bucks down. And if you go down 75% basis points, you're going to be dropping 48 bucks in your payment. So give you a perspective on what that drop is and whether you should go variable or whether you should go fixed now. Because this is the question, right, Kyle? Which one should we do right now? Hey there, Canadian Wealth Secret Seekers. If you are an incorporated business owner who wants some clarity around how your corporation can provide you a better option for tax sheltering than the RRSPs that you've been socking away, we should chat. For those whose annual retained earnings are significant, we have some even more beneficial, unique, and compliant strategies to supercharge your personal income while growing your net worth at the very same time. Learn more on a quick discovery call by visiting CanadianWealthSecrets.com forward slash discovery. That's CanadianWealthSecrets.com forward slash discovery to book a short call to speak with us today. Yeah. And here's the hard part too. And I would argue John is a great guy to take your specific scenario. So if you're curious, reach out to us, CanadianWealthSecrets.com forward slash discovery, get on a call with John so he can look at your very specific scenario because we're speaking in generalities here, assuming that somebody took a variable rate mortgage at the all time low I would argue that one's a pretty simple one. If you took a variable rate mortgage at an all-time low and we're now sitting up at 5%, the question then becomes is like, how's your stomach? Are you able to sleep at night? Does it scare you? Even though the data is suggesting to us, probability suggests that we are going to hold tight for a little while and then probably see some cuts. Now, what could interrupt that? Well, if inflation starts spiking up again right? If it starts spiking up again, then it means we haven't done the job. But up on the screen right now, you'll see for those watching on YouTube, you'll see there's a red line. That's inflation. 
and you'll see the blue line, which is the policy rate. And you'll notice that what typically happens is we raise rates to try to tame inflation. You see that from 2017 to 2020, they did a good job of that. You'll notice, though, that usually when the rate does get cut, oftentimes, maybe not as aggressively as in 2020, but oftentimes it will spike down hard because a lot of times the Fed and the Bank of Canada, they actually over do it, right? They raise rates to a point and they hold them higher and then they actually break the back of the economy and then they have to fix it going the other way. So it's like a bit of a ping pong. They're like, woof, woof. So typically raising happens slower. You'll see here it's been very aggressive because inflation was so high. And then as soon as the rate got past the level of inflation, they're holding. And what they just want to see is that that inflation rate continues on a downward trend, which again, economists suggest is going to happen. However, if that spikes back up, they might have to hold longer or they might have to increase. But probability suggests we're going to see decreases in the interest rate. So the question becomes, like you said, John, do I lock in? And I'm going to argue that, like you said, John, you probably missed the boat. I say probably because you want to have a very, very specific look at your case to determine this, but you probably missed the boat. And the question is, if you still, if you can't stomach the idea of the variable because you've just seen it going up and up and up and up for the past two years, what you might want to do is look at locking into, say, a one-year, maybe a two-year fixed, which means you're probably not going to get that savings that you might see comparing your variable, your high variable, to, say, a five-year fix. But here's what happens. If you lock into a five-year fix now and we start seeing cuts happening in, say, Q2, now economists are saying more like Q3 of this year, so later in 2024, we are less than a year away from that. And if you start seeing cuts happening there, you might find yourself six, 12 months from now watching the rates falling and watching where your variable rate would have gone and end up seeing your variable rate mortgage being lower than what you're paying in this new five-year fixed rate. So this is typical. This is human nature, right? What happens is it's like the stock market. People sell when it's low, they buy when it's high, and then they're like, I'm not going to do that again. And then the market goes down again, and then they sell again, and then they buy. It's the same thing here. You've made maybe a choice that maybe you wish you didn't, but you don't want to overcompensate and then end up putting yourself in a worse position. So again, really, I think one of the key pieces here is definitely talking to, if you have a mortgage broker you work with or a banker that you trust, definitely go in there, have that conversation, or John is obviously willing and available for you, those who are listening, who want to have a chat with him. John's licensed here in the province of Ontario. However, if you're in another province, we're more than happy to provide you with just kind of an oversight of what might make sense for you so that you can head off to whatever professional you feel comfortable going to. Yeah. And it always comes down to what that comfort is. Where's your mind at? Like, what are you going to be happy with? What are you going to be able to sleep at night with? That's a really important factor when you're making this decision is that sometimes you might be saying like, I'm okay with missing out on the fact that the rate will go lower because when I did my calculations or when I did my analysis, I've looked at the studies and that's what we do when we go through that with our clients is we look at the scenarios and if we're looking at renewals at this rate or we're looking at renewals at that rate, can we make this work? And if we can make this work for you and your budget and you're happy with it, then, and that helps you sleep at night, you might be like, 
I don't have to worry about it for the next three years. And some of you aren't going to look at the data. They're not going to look at the rates at that point because you're like, I was happy with it on that day. We made sure it worked. And then when that three years, those four years come up, we can talk about it then. Because if you go into a variable rate right now and you grappling with the fact that maybe you never know, right? Like you never know what could happen then you want to be able to sleep at night, right? You want to be able to be make sure that you can ensure to pay your mortgage on time when you need to. So it is a personal preference. It's also a personal timeline. What is your timeline on how long you're going to want to keep that mortgage? 60% of Canadians break their mortgage within the first three years. It's a fact that we break them for different reasons. And, and sometimes we got to think about that down the line in our future. So it's a very personal and situational situation. So that's why it's important to talk with somebody about it. It's important to kind of figure out the scenario on your own situation. It's not a blanket. Hey, we should always just go variable. We should always just go fixed. In this case, hey, the data suggests variable is a really good choice right now, but talk with someone about your particular situation. I love it. I love it. And what popped into my mind as well as some people that have, say, a line of credit, a home equity line of credit, right? Your home equity line of credit has jumped quite significantly as well. A lot of people are paying around 7.2%. If I would say if they're lucky on a home equity line of credit, some people are above 8%. So if you have a big balance on your home equity line, and then maybe you even have a fixed portion of your mortgage that's at a really low rate, If this is something that is on your mind, reaching out to someone you trust is important so that they can run the scenario for you and allow whatever makes sense for you dictate where to go next. Now, none of that, none of the numbers should overtake your personal personality, preference, your comfort. Some people just want to know exactly what's going to happen between now and a certain point in time. So you really have to factor that in as well. It's not just a numbers game. Sometimes it really is about what's going to help you sleep at night, as John mentioned. So that is a really important piece. For me, I want to share a big takeaway here on this particular scenario. Something that I'm hearing from what you just said, John, and some of the things that we discussed is that really every scenario is different. Every person is different. And really what you want to make sure that you're doing is that If you are looking to try to get, we'll call it, save the most money, have the most upside, which I think as humans, we all want to do, you just need to make sure that the person you're working with is open enough and knows enough to be able to show you what your risk is, right? So showing what might happen if blank. So that should be happening. And that should involve historical rates. That should involve a worst case scenario. It should involve all those things so that at least when you make your choice, that you know what it is that you're signing up for. There is never a one right way to do it because everyone is different. So I think that for me is the big takeaway. I hope you take folks uh, when you go into your next meeting with your bank, with your mortgage agent, or maybe reaching out to John if you're here in Ontario or just looking for a second opinion from another province. You want to make sure that when you walk away, you know what the options are And you feel comfortable about the option you're taking. It's not always simply a numbers game at the end. 
Great takeaway, Kyle. And I think it echoes the big things we want to talk about in this particular episode. So we want to thank you for listening here on the Canadian Wealth Secrets podcast. And if you have not yet done so already, hit the subscribe button so that you can get notified. You can see the episodes as we put one out each Wednesday morning. That's when we're putting episodes out. We've been doing this for over a year now. So if you also haven't, if you have already subscribed, please consider leaving us that rating and review. Hit that button and just jot that down right in your podcast player. You can also find us on all social media. Just search Canadian Well Secrets on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. I love it, my friends. Hey, show notes, links to resources, transcripts, and all kinds of other goodies can be found over on the website, CanadianWealthSecrets.com. This was episode 59, if you're searching for it. But again, over on the website, CanadianWealthSecrets.com. All right, Canadian Wealth Secret Seekers, class dismissed. Just as a reminder here, folks, the content you heard today is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material here as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. John Orr is a mortgage agent with Bricks Mortgage License M23006803. Kyle Pierce is a licensed life and accident and sickness insurance agent and wealth architect with the Pancorp team, which includes corporate advisors and Pan Financial. Hey, Canadian Wealth Secret Seekers. I'm happy to tell you that it's working. What you ask? Well, we've been asking you to do us a huge solid and share the podcast in the same way it was shared with you. And it's working. We've been in the top 100 business podcasts on Apple Podcasts for over the past few weeks, and we're sticking. And that is all thanks to you. Thanks again. And if you haven't yet, leave a rating, a review, and keep on sharing.